0: Alright. Let's do it. Three, two, one. <laughs> that was even worse than last week. Yeah, we're we're not improving. Yeah. We're seventy episodes into this and I'm actually getting worse at clapping. <laughs> Somehow, but just incrementally though. Ready to call this meeting to order. I love calling this meeting to order and so would it be called. Excellent. Well, let's kick things off in a familiar place. I'd like to honor and discuss some other great contributors to our group. Ah, uh, I love this part. <laughs> And in no particular order, Brisky from Turn of Phrases, our pun turn. Amazing. Laura Thompson. Yeah. Hilarious. A constant quality contributor and very, very funny. Shampoo, our sports correspondent. Sarah Stapleton from Life is Messy. Chris Osborne from Play Comics Podcast. Carrie Dykes from A Dash of Science and the Podfix Network. Casey Jones. Clay Groves from Fish Nerds. Uh, Kelsey and Tori. Relatively new intern David Nichols. Uh, J.L. Trost from Podcast 42, also a show on the Podfix Network. Brad Cranford from Chris's College Roommate fame. <laughs> Andrea Lucas, Wes Younger of Via VHS. By the way, he's got a discussion group for his show that's fantastic. You should look that up and join. And Dr. Julie, Dr. Julie Kinn, our resident psychologist and co-host of the Station Wagon podcast. Ah, what a great group you just mentioned fantastic and as we say every single week there are many many others so thank you all for being a valuable part of the gbi yes thank you so much now we don't have any birthdays we're getting closer and closer to april so in our next meeting we'll discuss april birthdays
1: yeah and if you have one let us know so we can shout you out on the show
0: yeah please now i'll post something in the group but yeah if you want to if you want to let us know when your birthday is if it's in april then please do adam how about some polls I love Pulse. First, an update on this. The comedy film March Madness Tournament put on by Bob Haynes of Nerd or Not. There is only one week remaining in this tournament, and I think you would agree this thing has been crazy fun.
1: Man, I I, I, I don't know what it was, but this one I just really loved and I'm very much enjoying.
0: One thing I just want to make sure I say is thanks uh, so much to Bob Haynes of Cretans Guild for putting this on for us. It's not too late to get on the action. Just search GBI MMT to participate.
1: No, and in fact, it's really important because it's coming down to home stretch. Your every vote counts right now.
0: Absolutely. Okay, so here's a poll that Keith of the Pop Up Filmcast posted. He asked the question: Do you take cold showers? <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> well, Adam, <laughs> I, I I don't either. And 82% of respondents said, no, they do not take cold showers. Now, surprisingly, Cheryl and Vlado said sometimes. I don't remember them saying specifically what situations would cause them to occasionally take a cold shower, but they do say they do. They do it once in a while.
1: Well, if you come out of the sun, you did a workout or something like that, you know, maybe a, a less than hot shower, but I'm not sure a solid cold shower is a good idea.
0: Well, a couple of people commented on on lukewarm showers, like cooler right. showers, but not cold right. showers. That's enti- right. that's entirely different. Like a cool off shower, that's that's a whole different category. That's a fair point. Now, I do like Luke's response. He said, nope, I try to keep my genitals outside my body. Uh, classic luke response (laughs) which i i thought yeah that's that's a really good way of saying what i would have said (laughs) yeah yeah. and it's so true it is so true i also try to keep my genitals on the outside of my body
1: (laughs) as a general rule as a general rule all
0: right julie kin the aforementioned julie kin she posted this poll which is the superior comic book universe Ooh. dark horse and image were added to the poll but not surprisingly it basically came down to DC versus Marvel right right now I expected it to be basically an even split but are you surprised to find out that over 73% prefer Marvel over DC
1: no I'm not surprised which is un- I mean I get it but for the comic book universe I feel like that they've got some really
0: solid solid comics that deserve more credit is there a movie bias in this response definitely okay that's what I thought okay this next poll i posted but i posted it on before on behalf of a coworker of mine warren smith in my office uh-huh. he wanted to know who everybody thought was the most hated character of all time from tv and movies that's a really tough question to answer well joffrey the young king from game of thrones was by far the clear winner yeah, that makes sense. Now, second place, which became the the number first place finisher for movies, was Jar Jar Banks. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Jar Jar. <laughs> also does not surprise me at all. Oh, of course. Now, the third response, when I thought about it, also didn't surprise me. But I was surprised that it showed up on the poll at all. It was added by Luke... Do you remember who the third place finisher was in for most hated character of all time from TV and movies? No, I didn't see Doctor Phil. <laughs> wow. All right. Yeah, I, I remember that now. I don't. Yes. I don't. That's interesting. <laughs> I also don't disagree. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like it's a, it's a good call. A it good is a call. good call. Okay, real quickly, Professor Umbridge from Harry Potter. Which I think you might have voted for, Professor Umbridge. I added that one. Oh, okay, there you go. Uh, Ross from Friends tied for fourth place. I, <laughs> I 100% agree. He is super duper annoying. And as a matter of fact, Absolutely. as a matter of fact, here's a hot take. I am not a David Schwimmer fan. I think he is a whiny, annoying jerk in everything he plays. Absolutely. I can't. He did, I think he was in Band of Brothers, and I was like, man, I hate you even more. God, he, he's basically Ross in every role he's ever played, which means that's basically David Schwimmer. Absolutely, you play the person that you are. Oh God, he's so annoying. He, he, I know. <laughs> If not for Joffrey, he was just pure evil incarnate. Yeah, I think right. Ross from Friends might have finished. Might have should have finished first. I totally agree. Here's a little '80s throwback. J.R. Ewing finished pretty high on the poll. Draco Malfoy from Harry Potter. That's a good answer. Yep. Now, surprisingly, and I never saw this show. This is another old sitcom. Punky Brewster got multiple votes.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's interesting.
0: <laughs> P- Punky Brewster. hate it on tv got it how do you hate punky brewster my mom would have added steve urkel she hated him (laughs) i didn't like steve urkel either so i agree with that (laughs) okay we're getting closer and closer to this kicking off the hunkiest hollywood hunks that's going to be hosted by leslie yes and she said this is just a reminder she's going to post that as soon as our march madness tournament is over that's great adam guess what what We have another Road Trip Audio Diary.
1: Oh, yes. Is it by any chance from a road warrior?
0: (laughs) Well, unless unless you're the road warrior, then uh, no. Nah, dang it. So maybe road warrior, but not warrior. No. But Adam, this is your road trip audio diary from your trip to San Francisco.
1: Oh, all right. I love these. Let's see what I'm up to now.
0: Yeah, let's check in with you.
1: (laughs) Hey,
2: what's up? Lord This is how I talk. I uh, have just arrived in San Francisco. Had another uh, 4 a.m. wake-up call. Oh, really good to stopped taking sucks. these early flights. Uh, morning was good. Traffic was light. My problem was there was no milk in the Admirals Club lounge for a cereal.
0: Dang it! So oh, yeah, that sucked.
2: Uh, you know, at that time they don't have the uh, avocado toast ready Jeez. that comes at 8 a.m. But uh, you know, cereal is usually out. So I was a little disappointed about that. This was, you know. Another another general mild inconvenience, but uh you know, fly, we had some turbulence coming in, but you know, overall I made it from here. My room was ready. I got upgraded, you know, which was which was nice. So, <laughs> overall, so far off to a good start. It's Fifty degrees, a little bit rainy, but uh you know, rather rather pleasant. So um you know, maybe this one will be the turnaround of the uh, mild inconveniences. All right, <laughs> here's Thunders. this is Lord Thunder. is how I talk, don't yeah. you?
1: So let me just fill you in on a little bit. Like I was such a child because when I tried to get the milk, like I, I pulled over like the urn to like, try to <laughs> shake out some milk. <laughs> like the, thing that, the lounge opens at like 4.15 or 4.30. And like, so there was like no staff there to fill it up. And that lady was not anywhere to be found.
0: <laughs> so why do they allow you in there if it's not, if it, the room is not prepped? If, if the lounge is not ready for people.
1: Okay, good question. Strangely enough... So, so, you,
0: can, so you can lounge, I guess? You can still lounge.
1: No, no, no. It, so it's still prepped. Like, I mean, like, when you go there, it's it's always staffed. I just came after the milk was gone. The milk was gone? What do you mean? Well, I, I came there to get, like, the milk, and they were out of milk, and, and like, the, the lady who services that area at that time was making her way down the line of refreshing other things and didn't realize
0: that the milk was out. That's unacceptable.
1: <laughs> That's what I said.
0: Yeah, I would have raised hell over that. So I knocked it over.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then I just turned the wheel so all the cereal came out and nobody else got some because <laughs> if I can't have any, then no one's having any.
0: I don't blame you. What else are you to do? <laughs> you need nothing. to make your point. Your point needs to be made. <laughs> all right well
1: imagine that what plays out that. hey what asshole like just uh, opened up all the cereal <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then you're like this guy this guy me, right here baby me <laughs> point made i hope you got my point okay because i'm trying to make a point here and then i asked her what did we learn <laughs> <laughs> and then you asked her have you heard of gravity beard <laughs>
1: You should call the hotline and tell us how you're feeling right now.
0: (laughs) And you hand her your phone. She's like, what am I supposed to do with this?
1: (laughs) Call the hotline.
0: Oh, you know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I can't wait to check in with with you again later in the show. Yeah, me too. All right. Well, we've we've touched on this before, Adam. But, you know, we we hate to lose talented folks from our team. But we also don't want to hold them back. Correct. Therefore... Chris DeVos, who's taken on an additional role in addition to entertain turn, he's also our job turn, right? And right. And so occasionally he posts new jobs, new job opportunities, and and here's a new one. Apparently, Oreo Cadbury is hiring chocolate tasters. Ooh, yeah. So now, if you remember, we posted you could be a driver for the Wienermobile, the Oscar Mayer right. Wienermobile. You could go to Japan and be a ninja, or you could be a chocolate taster for Oreo Cadbury.
1: We both know that Laura Thompson is going to apply.
0: <laughs> I'm still laughing at her comment. If she does, that will be a happy, sad day because we would hate to lose her, but we also don't <laughs> want to hold her back. That's
1: correct. We want to promote growth and development.
0: We want our interns to, to flourish if that's indeed what they're seeking. <laughs> All right. Well, Adam, we are already expanding our offerings at the GBI gym. Oh, no, perfect. So we talked about it last week. It was launched recently by Sarah Stapleton, and we started mm-hmm. with the bungee cord fitness classes. I think everyone's going to be excited about this. Now, Carrie Dykes of Adash of Science has volunteered to teach rage yoga.
1: Rage yoga. This is going to be awesome.
0: Yes. And so, in case you never heard of this, one little perk, it involves swearing and beer breaks. Yeah, that's what you need to do to, to really kind of release the toxins. That's exactly right. If you want more details on this, just search GBI Gym for any updates to our fitness facilities at the Gravity Beard Interns. I've already signed up for three weeks of classes. In that <laughs> wow! For bungee yeah. cord classes or for rage yoga?
1: Uh, for rage yoga. For nice, sure.
0: nice. Yeah, I'm actually taking a hybrid class where you do rage yoga, yoga hooked up to bungee cords. I I feel like that's a perfect mitt. Yeah. It's, it's like it's like uh, that would be like mosh pit practice. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should show up and find out. <laughs> All right, we have a couple of dress code items to announce, Adam.
1: Oh, man. Our, our, I feel like our uniform offerings are getting much, much better.
0: Yeah, they are. The, and this comes down, of course, from our HR liaison, Keith. Mm hmm. Here's the first one super realistic masks based on your pets. <laughs> Let me explain. Basically, when you have it on, you look exactly like you have the head of your pet. Right. Now, initially, HR approved this for Casual Friday. I stepped in and said, absolutely not. <laughs> because... That's, that's a fair point. Yeah. Well, listen, if, if you've seen them and I've seen them up close, they're incredibly creepy. Yeah. They are totally creepy. However, I know people like their pets, especially you with your hedgehog. So, yeah. as a compromise, I said, if your pet dies... You can have it stuffed and keep it on your desk. Yeah, that's fair. And then Keith responded, asking for a friend and wanted to know about urns and ashes. And of course, I said, 100% acceptable if not encouraged, especially if the urn is turned into a likeness of the deceased. (laughs) Right. Yeah. That's only a natural thing. Yeah. So just create an urn that looks exactly like your pet and then put the ashes inside and then put that on your desk and that's totally fine. It's like a piggy bank of your animal's dead ashes. Exactly. Well put. So I think everything everyone will be happy with that. Yeah, it's, it's an excellent compromise. Yes, thank you. Okay, on to our next dress code item. Adam, I know for a fact that I can interest you in this item. Okay. And that is avocado toast for your feet. <laughs> um, maybe you can interest me in this. <laughs> Let me give you some additional details. This is an athletic shoe by Saucony. It's called the Shadow 6000 Avocado Toast. It possesses all the trappings of its trendy brunch staple inspiration. The shoe serves up toasted leather, smashed avocado texture suede, red pepper flake color in the lining, and because branding is the key, the Sakamole shout out
1: on the heel. <laughs> so, I'm into this, and I think they should add like some black and white flecking to
0: indicate salt and pepper. Okay. So, are you into <laughs> avocado toast for your feet now?
1: 100%. I think that okay. these need to be, kind of become a Friday formal wear for the office.
0: All right. Well, they cost $130. So, what I'd li- like to recommend to everybody is head down to a- uh, HR to get yours. You have two options you can either pay in cash or have it deducted out of your next paycheck. Yeah. Yeah. Whichever one you want. That's right. Okay, so Adam, last week we talked about the nap desk, right, which was a huge development, and it's been a huge hit. So several several of our interns have had them installed on in their workstations. They've absolutely loved them. Yep. We've now added another amenity to the office. Oh. And which one do you refer to? It's called chill sack. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Let me explain what this is. This is a giant eight-foot beanbag, and we've stationed several of them around the office, including in the library. They're great for napping if you didn't sign up for a nap desk or just for lounging. (laughs) It's a truly versatile item. It really is. So look for the giant eight-foot beanbags scattered around the office. Okay, Adam, now I have an office advisory. Okay. We have recently installed in the office, a UFO detector. That's really important. It really is. Let me just explain. It, it detects strong electromagnetic force fields. It has a built-in alarm system. It's activated 24 hours a day and with no battery drain. It operates on a single flashlight cell. It has a front panel circuit and battery test switch. It's made of solid aluminum and steel construction. It's not very big. You can fit it on almost anybody's desk. And mm-hmm. it comes completely wired. And each one of these... I want everyone to know that we're we're stretching the company funds as far as we can. This UFO detector only costs seventeen ninety
1: five. I believe that's that's kind of like one of those things where you can't afford not to buy it, right?
0: That's exactly yeah. why we made the decision that we did. Yeah, one hundred percent. So just know, e- easy move. Yeah. So so just know that if if there's a UFO that comes anywhere near GBI headquarters, we will know about it.
1: And I really feel like that we would be the ones to detect it anyway. Look how much science
0: we have on our team. Well, Adam, I'm glad you said that, because now it's time for a couple of science-related items. I love this part. Paul posted a fun fact about Uranus, Adam. Okay. And I was hoping you could confirm. Okay. Apparently, according to Paul, 63 Earths can fit inside Uranus, Adam. That is correct. So you're confirming that we can fit 63 Earths inside Uranus. That's science, man. Okay, great. miracles of science. Fantastic. Thank you for confirming that fact about Uranus. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Okay, so then Casey Jones, our staff reporter, who's more on top of Uranus than anyone. Right. He posted an article basically saying, and and it's strange that he posted this rather than Chris Birkenbein, who actually works at NASA, but Casey posted an article that says, although NASA has never really paid much attention to Uranus, Adam. Uh Uh-huh. It now wants to probe deeper into Uranus atom than ever before. That is correct. Are you prepared for NASA to probe more deeply into Uranus than ever before? Well, as I said, man, science is science. you know? okay? Well I mean as long as you're as you're up for it. Well yeah, I mean, I always love science, you know? Okay, super. Well, I guess stay tuned for more discussions in the future regarding Uranus. Yeah, it's a fascinating topic. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Uranus is a is a fascinating topic. <laughs> Adam, you like hamburgers, don't you? I love hamburgers. Have you ever eaten a Jeff Burger? Never had a Jeff Burger. Alright, well Paul brings us this. Okay. I think he brought this up because somebody from the restaurant dropped by and, and dropped off some promotional coupons and such. Oh cool. So Jeff Burger just opened up near the office and let me just tell you a little bit about them. Well, first of all, the restaurant's called... It's just called Jeff Burger. And their signature item is called... The Jeff Burger. Well, it's actually called the Classic Jeff. Okay. And here's what it includes. Meat disc, of course. Yeah. uh, Breads. It includes a lettuce. (laughs) A secret ingredient that Jeff says, I'll never tell you, not even in a million years. Okay, fine. It's ketchup. (laughs) And... Here's, I think, the one thing that makes a Jeff Burger more unique than any other burger. It says right here on the promotional coupon, it says, "Hi, I'm Jeff, and I gently kiss every burger that's served in my restaurant. That's my solemn promise to you." <laughs> it sounds like a, a solemn oath, if you ask me. Yeah. So every every burger before it is served to you uh, is kissed by Jeff. Yeah, I wonder if we can get like a Gravity Beard sponsored burger. Yeah. Who knows. Who knows? I don't know. Now, it, just just one more incentive. Uh, Jeff says that um, you receive a dollar off any combo meal if your name is also Jeff. Oh, perfect.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't wonder if he requires proof or if it's just you can say my name is Jeff. <laughs>
0: I don't, and this is how I talk. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's irrefutable like, evidence. It's like, oh wow! Here, here's here's your dollar your dollar off your <laughs> your Jeff Burger. <laughs> Classic Jeff. Adam, how about a riddle about Rob Lowe? <laughs> you don't hear these often, so I'm desperate to hear it. Yeah, so this comes to us from our friend Tori. How many lows could Rob Lowe rob if Rob Lowe could rob lows? <laughs> rob Lowe could rob all the lows that he could rob. <laughs> right. How close was I? <laughs> I I well, here's the thing. I wasn't willing to dig into this too deeply. The first thing I wanted to do was take it down to our team of mathematicians. Sure. However, Shampoo, our sports correspondent, he was willing to jump in. And he was the only one in the entire group that was brave enough to answer the question. Ooh. He said the answer is seven. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. However, then a couple of days later... He changed his answer to 13, citing that Rob Lowe is in tremendous shape. That's a good follow-up. Yeah. That's a really good follow-up. So he can rob 13 Lowe's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I had the same response. I was like, wow, that's uh, that's really solid analysis, Shampoo. And uh, and, and actually, I d- I've, I've looked into it, and he's correct. The answer is 13. Oh, okay. So we did. Okay. Well, that's pretty... I mean, good thing we have so much science on our team. Right. Even our sports correspondent uh, jumps in on the science. <laughs> and now a little fun from our friend, Clay Groves at Fish Nerds. I love that guy. He posted, imagine you're a burglar, only instead of stealing when you break in, you do things to mildly inconvenience your victims. What do you do? Ooh. Now, there was significant conversation around this. <laughs> of course, as there should be. And the entrance had some great responses. Adam, here are just a few. Clay kicked things off and he said, I would add little pegs behind the mirrors to make them a little bit wavy, like mild funhouse mirrors. I think it would make victims feel a little off, but they would never quite know why. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. He had a second suggestion. He said, put the toilet paper on the rack with the paper unrolling from the bottom. We've definitely talked about that before in the group. I feel like that's more than a mild inconvenience. That's like straight infuriating. (laughs) Yeah. And actually, Corey from More Gooder Than uh, had the same suggestion. Then Paul weighed in and he suggested, put the mugs and glasses where the dishes used to be and the dishes where the mugs and glasses used to be. Also, (laughs) also rearrange the silverware drawer. Oh, man, that's, that's infuriating. That sounds like a small thing, but let me assure you, it is not. It is not a, even in the slightest a small thing. Leslie suggested set the alarms to go off at 3.30 a.m. and rearrange the pantry and refrigerator. Okay, that <laughs> that 3.30 a.m. thing, that would throw me into a rage. That's just evil. Chris Birkenbein of Adash of Science, he says, Saw off a quarter inch of one leg on all tables and chairs. <laughs> Mix all their board game pieces together on the floor, uh, or like puzzles. Dang, oh. that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, but, but as as soon as I read his board game suggestion, I just ha- I just visualized it. That would make me insane. Yeah, it really would. And imagine like all the Monopoly money oh, and the cards against no. humanity cards. <laughs> stop, stop talking about it. <laughs> Sarah Stapleton suggested take all the caffeine sources away and then Luke added and replace with decaf.
1: <laughs> oh.
0: uh, Stacy from Rough Giraffe, she said, and this one really hits home with me, take the batteries out of the remote controls. Oh. Or
1: replace all your, you know, smoke alarms with bad nine volts so you get that beep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, Jim Weir said, put the toilet seat up. Uh, he also suggested move all clocks forward one hour, uh, saran wrap the toilets, disconnect the water uh, to the ice maker, uh, flip, or b- flip a breaker or two, I could go on. Yeah, all of those are terrible. Well, I feel like putting it back an hour
1: would probably, like, screw people up more. Because if they're all ahead an hour, you lose an hour of sleep, but you don't realize that you're just tired and you make everything on time. <laughs> but if you're an hour back... You feel really rested and you've missed
0: everything. <laughs> I don't disagree with you, but consider you showing up everywhere an hour early. That's fair. It, that's fair. That would be super annoying. <laughs> like it, it, right. Like showing up an hour late is is really embarrassing and you miss things. It could get and could get in some real trouble with whoever. Showing up an hour early is kind of a special kind of torture. It is, especially it is. in this world where everybody's so impatient. Correct uh luke added uh, some similar suggestions to what jim put he put unplug the garage door opener that would make me crazy Uh uh-huh partially unplug the ethernet port feed so it still looks fine (laughs) that's frustrating his suggestion was similar to stacy's but he put turn around the batteries in every remote control that's crazy because then you'd open them up and there would be batteries there but they'd be in there incorrectly that's right and so you dismiss that as a solution Here's a bad one. He says, put a garlic clove in the ice maker. Oh. oh. And then he suggested, put all the clocks 10 minutes behind.
1: Yes. Just 10 hey, minutes. You're just,
0: now you're just late. <laughs> because in Miami, that, that 10 minutes will set you back like an hour in traffic. That's right. Laura Thompson said, hide the remotes and charging cords. So everybody's going after remotes. Uh, my, my sweet wife... <laughs> she had some actually some really devilish suggestions remove all shoelaces switch out switch out sugar for salt and glue things to shelves and tables (laughs) (laughs) wow that's villainous (laughs) I know. <laughs> Chelsea, jeez. <laughs> uh Dave from Cleveland uh, suggested switch all the spoons and f- spoons to forks. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. Yeah, so there you go. There's a list of of things you could do if you break into someone's house. Man, those oh. were some devilishly clever ideas. What would you do? You know, by the time I read through all those, I couldn't come up with any original ones. Those were so good. I only have like one or two more, which i would I would either i would like open
1: like bananas and avocados partially, so they would ripen really, really fast. yes uh, <laughs> <laughs> What was your other one? I would blow air into the bread bag so that it would get <laughs> stale almost immediately.
0: <laughs> Gah. man, those are good too. <laughs> We have some mean M efforts in our group. Let me just say that.
1: (laughs) Don't screw with the
0: GBI, man. (laughs) No, definitely do not. All right, Adam, before we move on, uh, how about we check in with you again? Oh, it's perfect. I'd love to hear what I'm doing. Actually, before you play it, um, I ended up
1: running over time. So instead of playing the message, why don't I give you a live recap really quickly? Yeah, go for it. That'd be great. Uh, Okay, so, you know, I... I fly often. I am in my aisle seat in the exit row. I am keeping to my space because the exit row seats are a little smaller on the American aircrafts, you know, some of the older ones. So I'm going to try to summarize this in a very quick way. I'm sitting there minding my own business. I'm sitting in my seat. There was a a lady next to me. I assumed, uh, you know, there was a lady next to me and I I'm sitting there and I have my arms inside my armrest because it's the beginning of the flight, but I'm in my space. So you can't come over to my space. Well, I noticed that the lady was kind of poking me in the ribs with her elbows. Like she was just kind of flexing like, out like a Like actually bit. poking you in the ribs. Poking me in the ribs with her elbow. And I was like, okay, let me just go ahead and reset my box <laughs> and box her out. Right? So we're sitting there and, you know, it's kind of a shared space. And so the next thing I know, she's got her elbows in me again. And I said, ma'am, I don't think you realize this, but you're actually elbowing me in the ribs.
0: Wow. And you actually confronted her.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. At the beginning of the flight, we hadn't even taken off yet. (laughs) Wow. So it's going to be a great three hours. So I'm like, ma'am. She's like, "Ah." I mean, and it was almost immediately where she was like super frustrated. And uh, I was like, I mean, I don't know what to tell you, but you're, you're hitting me in the ribs, right? And I'll... And she was just like, but you're my space. And I mean, I was uh, if so. Her, she was getting she was worked up really quickly, almost immediately. And I'm not going to back wow. down. Like, I just like, I'm just not going to back down. And also, I'm bigger than you. So, like, I'm just <laughs> going to sit here and not move. So, like, and then so she called the flight attendant over. She tried to tell on me Um wow. she wanted to move seats. And he's like, I'm sorry, ma'am, it's a full flight. And I'm just sitting there like, well. I mean, I can't go anywhere, and I'm in my seat. Like, I mean, my elbows were inside my thing, and she was just flipping out. And he was like, "Oh
0: no, you're I mean, you're you're using the patented elbow
1: inside the armrest technique." Exactly. Listen, I know I'm an asshole, and I know that I can be an asshole. But I was like, let me go ahead and check my heart, and sit here and make sure that I have grounds for my 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 stance, right? And sure enough, um, I sat there, and and after a while. Like I did like the T-Rex arms to show that I'm inside, you know, <laughs> and I'm looking at the flight attendant who's sitting right across from us in the jump seat. And I said, she, she, I, I breathed, I inhaled deeply and uh-huh. I guess like she didn't like that. So she flipped out again. It's like, sure. And, and I looked over the flight attendant and I was just like with my cell phone in my hand, I'm sitting, I said, uh, I said, sir, I haven't moved. I haven't moved. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I know, man. <laughs> I know. <laughs> wow and so this is before we've taken off incredible yeah that's the beginning of that and I'll save the rest uh, for the for later in the meeting fantastic
0: I can't wait to hear the conclusion <laughs> alright <laughs> that's incredible for, first of all I really enjoy visualizing a grown adult man <laughs> flailing t-rex arms next to another <laughs> adult yeah, with a tuck and a <laughs> that's ridiculous alright well Adam, I don't think we've done this before, but we have a couple of travel items this week. Oh, travel items are the best. Christophos has our first one. Adam, did you know, if you so choose, that you can sleep and eat barbecue at the Texas Chainsaw Massacre gas station in Bastrop, Texas? That sounds pretty cool. It does. That sounds pretty cool. It's been restored to original quality. It's located in Bastrop, Texas, just off of Highway 34. For people that don't know where that is, that's a little more than 30 minutes east of Austin. Okay. Which, actually, Adam, we've got tentative plans to meet down in Austin later this summer. Dude, spoilers. (laughs) (laughs) If we wanted to eat barbecue at the Texas Chainsaw Massacre gas station, you and I could do that together. We should totally do that, man. We should totally do that. (laughs) So uh, for any of you that are horror fans, uh, go check it out. Here's our second travel tip, and this one's posted by Keith. You can take a train ride that shows you all of America's most beautiful sights. The route goes from San Francisco to New York City. You see most of the continental U.S. It's a total of almost 3,400 miles. Total cost, $213. That's super cheap, dude. So for more details on either of these travel tips, you can just search hashtag travel in our group. I feel like we should do that and have a Gravity Beard offsite and do that. (laughs) All right, Adam, how about we take a brief pause and listen to the latest message from our promotional partner? Uh, Perfect. Let's do it. Stay tuned for more Platinum content. Right after this. This week's episode is brought to you by Slurp
1: and Slide, the new way to slurp and slide with the best of them. Have you ever wanted a long plastic sheet that you could slide on? Well, that already exists. So we created a longer, even more plastic sheet that allows you to slurp down your favorite cold or room temperature beverages on the go. (laughs) With Slurp and Slide, you'll never have to worry about sliding without slurping ever again. Slurp and Slide. Slippy, delicious.
0: Warning. Slurp and Slide does not recommend that you slurp hot beverages while you slide, as it may destroy the structural integrity of the Slurp and Slide, resulting in eighth-degree burns requiring
1: immediate hospitalization and the inability to continue slurping and sliding. Wow,
0: well, that sounds like a great product. Yeah, I don't know what eighth-degree burns are, but they sound really serious. Yeah, I don't want any of those. No, so I'm I'm not going to use my Slurp and Slide with, with hot beverages. Yeah, but that's an a e- easy, easy avoidance. Absolutely. All right, welcome back to the show. For more information about Slurp and Slide, please check out Weird With You. It's another terrific podcast from the Podfix Network. It can be found anywhere you listen to podcasts. Adam, I'm excited to tell you we have another report from Hood News. Yes! Woohoo! I'm
1: excited about this.
2: With the Hood News at 6, we're live right here by the McDonald's on Skidaway Road where they were robbed last night. They said a guy came in masked up last night and got away with. Three McDoubles and a six-piece nugget and $23.63 out of the register last night. They said he came in masked up. They said he bust, pistol-whipped the young lady at the register and demanded money. That's when they said she said she didn't have anything but a food stamp card. I guess she thought she was shopping somewhere else, but however, it was this jack mode going on right here at the getaway location. But if you guys know anything about this, you're asked to call the local Crime Stoppers Unit immediately at the 234-2020, and they said also there was an employee on the inside Given head in the restroom last night. They said oh. she was fired first thing this morning with one of the floor techs on the inside. But if you guys have any information on that, you're asked to keep your mouths closed because that's some dirty shit. but stay tuned with the news at 6 and we'll have much more with this
1: story. Thank you. You have to keep your mouth shut. <laughs>
0: wow i think we're learning very quickly that hood news always delivers yeah hood news is like one of my new favorite news segments (laughs) yeah well uh we have paul to thank for introducing us to hood news so so uh, yeah so come back next week Uh, you never know if we'll have another report from the hood
1: I also find it hilarious
0: that you and I are, you know, doing the hood news.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, well, we want to stay on top of all the uh, all the latest happenings in in the hood. That's right.
1: That's right. And if you know, whenever you leave the hood, you just say peace.
0: <laughs> <laughs> How about some entertainment news, Adam? Even better. <laughs> Here are a couple of headlines brought to us by Chris DeVos, our entertain turn and co-host of Podcast Forty Two. The first one, I'm very interested in getting your opinion on this: female pirate to replace Johnny Depp in Pirates of the Caribbean reboot. So I had I had to
1: read this article because I was like, "What?" And it's not they're not replacing him with like a female Johnny Depp or female. It's like they're just ex, they're expanding the storyline. So,
0: I had to read that article. <laughs> Are you saying you did more than cursory research? No, I skimmed it, so it's still pretty cursory. Mm, I'm a little disappointed. <laughs> but in any case, Johnny Depp is basically going nuts, and so oh, it's probably good that they're pivoting and going in this direction.
1: Yeah, that's unfortunate, man. I like him.
0: Yeah, well, he's crazy in the head. All right, I, and I like this one quite a bit. Here's our second headline. Girl Scout, so this this is a little bit delayed, but, you know, they sold Girl Scout cookies, what, a couple months ago? Yeah. Girl Scout put shirtless Jason Momoa on cookie boxes, and they sold out like crazy. (laughs) I can only imagine what they called them. Right. And I actually uh, stumbled across a follow-up story that said that Momoa was hunting the Girl Scout down to get his piece of the action.
1: (laughs) Well, but you know what? There's no other, like, childhood cookie racket, so they can
0: afford his cut. Absolutely. So, and, and he wants it. He's, he's, he wants his piece of the action. <laughs> All right, here's another piece of entertainment news. Chris DeVos reminded everyone in the group that this year is the 25th anniversary of the death of legendary com- comedic actor John Candy. Oh. He died at the age of 43. I don't know about you, Adam, but he's on my personal list, along with guys like Chris Farley and Phil Hartman. Yeah, that we lost, in my opinion, we lost way too soon. And when I think of them, I genuinely miss them. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, mean, too soon is like decades too soon. I completely agree. And so just as a brief tribute, I wanted to share a partial list of John Candy's credits. Okay. Because his resume is absurd. So here it is. He didn't show up in anything I remember until 1979 when he appeared in the comedy 1941. But then there was this. And I'm just going to read the list. Okay. The Blues Brothers, Stripes, National Lampoon's Vacation, Splash, Brewster's Millions, Volunteers, Little Shop of Horrors, Spaceballs, The Great Outdoors, Uncle Buck, which is many many people's favorites, mm-hmm. Home Alone, JFK, Cool Runnings, and I left one out, my favorite role of his, and in my opinion, one of the best comedies of all time, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Hmm. God, what a resume, dude. Isn't that ridiculous?
1: Yes. I mean, holy crap.
0: Yeah. I mean, he was he was so good, and still to this day, dearly missed.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, I loved him in Blues, Brothers*. it was a subtle role, but hilarious still. And uh, I love when he says, orange whip, orange
0: whip, <laughs> three orange whips. <laughs> <laughs> and then does the finger in the air?
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Three earth <hard twips. laughs>
0: Yeah. So John Candy. No, wait. I haven't the, um, even heard
1: these guys play. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he wasn't just funny. He was a scene stealer at everything he was in.
2: Correct. 100%.
0: Well, anyway, search uh, hashtag pop news to follow all of Chris's entertainment posts. And, and actually join the Facebook group for his show. It's called the Official Podcast 42 group page. Also a funding group. And thanks to Chris for covering the entertainment beat for us. Okay, Adam. Mm Mm-hmm. My college roommate, Brad, is back this week with another installment of This Week in Kiss. Oh, yes. I'm hoping we have more of these segments. And of course, by Kiss, I mean the overly-costumed band from the 70s and 80s. Correct. Can I interest you in a Kiss fun fact? I would love a Kiss fun fact. Of course, every fact about a kiss is a little bit fun, right? It's a lot of fun. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Gene Simmons and former Playboy model Shannon Tweed were together for 28 years and had two children before they married in 2011. Simmons and Tweed met at the Playboy Mansion during one of their lavish Midsummer Night's Dream parties. Uh-huh. At the time, and here's the fun fact, Simmons was in a relationship with Motown star Diana Ross. Huh. But wait, there's more. (laughs) Simmons was shocked to learn that Tweed's sister Tracy was married to Diana's brother Chico Ross. Oh, wow. That's interesting. And there you go. (laughs) There's your Kiss Fact and this week's installment of This Week in Kiss. Super interesting. And Adam, before we go any further, how about you share with us the conclusion of your San Francisco trip audio diary? Oh,
1: Yes. Okay, so where we left off, this lady was just freaking out because I was sitting in my seat, and she hated it. Now, again, we were sitting, if we are sitting together, like, I mean, our shoulders were pretty close, but that doesn't mean elbows, right? And so I decided, I was like, okay, I'm just going to sit here and just do nothing. I'm going to close my eyes while she freaks out. So I would breathe deeply, and every time I breathed deeply, she got more and more upset. And every time she got upset, I just decided to smile. (laughs) So I would sit in my seat. Head back, eyes closed, breathing, breathing deeply, like not like obnoxiously, just every so often I take a deep breath, you know, mm-hmm. and then she would go like, Dawr! and I would just go with like a little <laughs> smile on my face. <laughs> <laughs> it enraged her. I mean, she was like, she wanted to move seats and she was yelling at the attendant and she started whispering to the attendant about me and I, I looked over, I said, ma'am, I can hear you and sir, I haven't moved. <laughs> so she was like, oh, oh, <laughs> and she was freaking out. So this is incredible, Adam. She was, like, fit, I would I would guess, like, in late 50s. So this is child behavior. Goodness gracious. Yeah, and I was just like, wow, this is intense, man. Like, I, And I'm just sitting here. I was like, but, like, unfortunately, I'm the kind of guy who is going to play the game. And I'm not going to, like, I'm not going to show you that I'm ruffled. I'm just going to sit here and just really kind of annoy you. So she did <laughs> that. And I just smiled at her big. And she hated it. And uh, at, she finally got to the point ironically
0: she she put a newspaper in between us (laughs) (laughs) wait 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 wait! hang hang on a second right there Uh uh-huh explain exactly what you mean by that okay
1: so remember the flight attendant had offered to have a blanket that he that you know she could put between us if she wanted to which is a weird solution but what are you gonna do so it was a great solution to think of so what she did instead was she had a newspaper she folded it and then stuck it like in her seat so that like If we crossed the barrier, we would hit the newspaper before we would hit each other. (laughs) (laughs) And then she turned her back to me like we were dating, you know, like in high school. And then she like, so she like crossed her arms and like, like sat her back to me, which ironically put her back against my shoulder. So what did I do? I once again breathed deeply.
0: (laughs) So it rocked
1: her forward. (laughs) Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I never, I mean, I was just like, wow, you're this is like third grade right now. Like he's touching me. You're on my side. And so you put this book in between the people you can't get along with. I ended up making great friends with like the steward, like the, the flight attendant. Um, we, we talked. He's from North Carolina. I'm from North Carolina, like, you know, originally. So we just, we had a great chat. He gave me great. He gave me like, um, I asked him for a drink on the plane and he gave me two. Wow. You know, and then like, I mean, he just, he just really, I, I mean, he just understood where I was coming from. And I was like, Hey man, like, I really appreciate you, you know, kind of de- diffusing the situation as best you could and everything. So I shouted him out online and American thanked me and, um, you know, for like, cause he did a great job. He really, it was a potentially bad situation. So I, uh, that was the conclusion. She just flipped out and I've never seen someone get off
0: a plane so fast in my life. So do you carry on all your luggage or did you run into her at the baggage claim?
1: No, I carry on, I carry on yeah
0: so okay, i never so, saw her again uh, <laughs> wow but to, to
1: spend three hours watching a grown woman flip out i'm uh, chris i am not moving she is <laughs> freaking out
0: <laughs> well man that is that is quite a road trip audio diary thanks for sharing that with us. <laughs> it's my
1: pleasure that's my terrific
0: pleasure. it was so much fun oh my goodness wow <laughs> see folks that's why we enjoy road trip audio diaries <laughs> so much
1: <laughs> it was
0: awesome yeah just just to encourage others to submit theirs. Right, to submit their jollies. That's the kind of gold you may have that you need to share <laughs> with the rest of us.
1: And you never know what's going to happen. You got to just hit record, guys.
0: Yeah, you got you to gotta call in. Yeah, call in the hotline. All right, how about we discuss some more candidates for our three-room apartment, Adam? We have to. So last meeting, we filled two of our three rooms in our fifth apartment. Yep. And this week, we'll <clears> discuss three candidates for the last spot and possibly kick off our sixth apartment. Well, that'd be wonderful. Candidate number one comes from Chris Osborne from Play Comics Podcast. Right-hander Don Newcomb was the third African-American pitcher to appear in a major league game and the first player to receive the Cy Young Award in 1956. He played eight of his ten seasons for the Dodgers. Over the course of his career, Newcomb accumulated 149 wins, despite missing two full seasons to military service. Wow. Newcomb was a core member of the 1955 Dodgers who won the team's only World Series title while based in Brooklyn. In addition to winning NL Rookie of the Year honors in 1949 and the first Cy Young in 1956, Newcomb also took NL MVP honors in 1956. Until Justin Verlander, he was the first player to ever win all three awards. Don Newcomb was 92. Now, I think you'll agree. This is an absolute no-brainer. Similar to previous candidates, we really just wanted to pay tribute before making him the third and final resident in our fifth apartment. Yeah. So I ask you, will he join Peter Torque and Kissing Sailor George Mendonca in completing our fifth apartment? Absolutely. That's an easy one. Good. All right. Well, so let it be written, so let it be done. Don Newcomb will complete our fifth apartment. I mean, that's great and terrible that we have so many apartments filled right now. Jeez. Seriously. Okay, our next candidate comes from Chris DeVos. Actress Catherine Helmond, who was perhaps best known for playing the feisty, band-crazy mother Mona Robinson on the long-running ABC sitcom Who's the Boss? The Emmy-nominated actress known for her sultry voice, red hair, and sense of humor. Hellman passed away at her Los Angeles home on February 23rd from complications of Alzheimer's disease. She was 89. Adam, should Catherine Hellman occupy a room in one of our three-room apartments?
1: Hmm, I don't know, dude. Let me, what do you think? I kind of have mixed
0: feelings on this one. Well, I on- honestly have a problem putting her in. You I do. don't. I don't know that she did enough. It's not exactly like Beverly Owen, who only was on 13 episodes and played a peripheral role on on The Munsters. I think she did more than right. that. Right. And she was on the show Soap, that which maybe you've never heard of, but it had um, Richard Mulligan and Robert Guillaume, and it was pretty popular back in the 70s. And then she did have a notal- notable role on Who's the Boss. I don't know if you consider her a core member of the cast. I guess she would. Well, I would. Yeah, I-, I just don't know if those two roles are enough. But she got a golden globe though. I mean she's done enough to get a major award. Mmm for a single role. That's fair. It's not her fault that she was on a show that lasted eight seasons. I mean it was on a long time eight or nine seasons, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I guess I can be swayed, but right now I'm I'm on the side of 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 not not including her.
1: I don't know. I, I feel like this is one of those kind of like on the bubbles that I would probably give the benefit of the doubt to. Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. Um, okay. I mean, do five
0: decades of acting. How many acting credits does she have? Um, I don't. I don't have that number off the top of my head. Like, pick another peripheral character. Let's pretend that that John Ratzenberger, who played Cliff Claven on Cheers, uh huh. What if he only played Cliff Claven on Cheers? would John Ratzenberger get in into a three room apartment? Like he was definitely part of the cast, a notable yeah. part of the cast of cheers that ran for eight or 10 seasons. Yeah. With that. Right- I mean, she had,
1: yeah, I don't know, dude. It's, I mean, she's got 12, she's got
0: 16 total acting credits. Three of them are voice roles in cars, the digital. So if John Ratzenberger only did Cliff Clavin on cheers. Would he get into a three room apartment? No, probably not. And had 16 other acting roles would that be enough it's a lot of acting roles 16 <laughs> or did you say I mean, it's not, it's, did you say 60 it, or 16
1: no 16 1 6 i'm just saying like i mean the things that she's been in you know are, are not you know i mean she was in fear and loathing las vegas <laughs> do you remember from that movie no of course not no i mean i guess yeah, I, I, I could be swayed but i, I mean i, I don't I, i'm not okay the other
0: a, a golden globe definitely impressive she was yeah. no no question she was a notable member of the cast of who's the boss which ran for several seasons yeah i don't think it's enough i think it's close She she's very endearing she was funny i mean she did a great job in that role i just don't think that that one notable role is enough
1: actually i'm sorry she has more roles than that um than what i said um but yeah i mean she was on coach 11 episodes 196 episodes of who's the boss Eighty-five episodes of soap, like you said. Uh, I mean, but she has a couple of key roles and then some filler stuff.
0: Yeah, I, I think she's close, and, and she is very likable. I just don't think she's done enough. All right, it's a tough one. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's on the fence, but it, she's just on the wrong side of the fence, just barely. She's not on. The, she's not on the majority side. All right, <laughs> I, c- I can be swayed on that. All right, well. Like we said in the last episode, when we declined you know, Beverly Owen, it's always hard to decline someone, but unfortunately, we have to decline Catherine Hellman. All right, let's discuss our next candidate, and this one was brought forth by yours truly. Aha. Uh-huh. Jerry Merriman, inventor of the handheld electronic calculator, was described by those who knew him as not only brilliant, but also kind with a good sense of humor. He died recently at the age of 86. He was one of three men credited with inventing the handheld calculator while working at Dallas-based Texas Instruments. Merrimid did the circuit design for said calculator in three days. Wow. The prototype built by the team currently sits in the Smithsonian Institute. Vernon Porter, a former TI colleague and friend, said, I have a PhD in material science, and I've known hundreds of scientists, professors, Nobel Prize winners, and so on, Jerry Merriman was the most brilliant man I've ever met, period. Absolutely outstanding brilliant. Despite his accomplishments, he was humble. He always said that he didn't care anything about being famous. If his friends thought he did a good job, he was happy. Think briefly about the handheld calculator, Adam. And does the man who invented it deserve to be in one of our three-room apartments? Well, I really feel like... I mean, when when
1: you have created something so integral to our society. Like, I mean, I use a calculator every day of my life, right? There's not a day that goes by that I don't do that, you know? And and I think that that's just such a monumental thing. And he has good character. I mean, with with an invention like that, I I mean, I feel like he's kind of like an obvious shoe in.
0: I do too. I do too. So it sounds like we're both in agreement. Jerry Merriman will kick off our sixth apartment hey all right i mean welcome to the apartment (laughs) and because we have so many we will discuss our next three candidates at our next meeting
1: it's such a sad thing
0: (laughs) isn't it it really is dang it all right adam one more thing before we wrap up yeah I don't know if you remember this or if you caught this, but Tori posted a meme joking about the poor taste of Bud Light beer. (laughs) Yeah. Chris Osborne responded that at that very moment, he might be drunk. (laughs) (laughs) So Tori requested that he call the hotline and share his thoughts on the song Baby Shark. Oh, this should be great. And so he did. (laughs) We love our group. Hey, Toph, this is Chris from Play Comics, and I just want you to know that the Baby Shark song is best done as a
1: metal cover. Yes. And I kept this clean just for you.
0: Okay. So that, of course, sent me to YouTube to find out if there's been any metal versions of Baby Shark. (laughs) And I'm very pleased to announce there most certainly is.
1: There's almost always a metal cover, which is awesome.
0: For the few people out there that have not heard of Baby Shark, I'm just going to play a little bit of the original version.
1: Boo. Metal. (laughs) Metal. (laughs) Metal. Oh, I, hate I actually kind of like it. Oh,
3: jeez. LGBTQIXOTR- Listeners, I
1: wish you could see the little
0: bob that Chris is sure. doing at time.
3: <ride everybody laughs>
0: okay, so you get the journal idea. Process- Basically, that's yeah. the, that's the tune, and it goes to the different family members to the same kind of melody. Now I'd like to treat our audience to some metal versions of that very song. <laughs> now we're talking. <laughs> and here is the first one. <laughs>
1: it's already metal, baby. Woo! <laughs> 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 oh.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
1: To clarify that's that's more like thrash metal. Uh-huh. However, with the speed and intensity of the kicks and the blast beat at the end, it's definitely metal.
0: For sure. For sure. Well, first I just want to thank Chris Osborne for suggesting this cuz this is amazing. Yes. Also, I don't think everybody knows that you're a drummer. I am a drummer. That's right. I guess that may not have been clear before. Yeah, but no. you're right. And so, knowing 100%. that knowing that you're a drummer, just speak very briefly on how difficult it is to play the drum line we just heard.
1: It's actually very difficult, and it, and I I have a feeling that was programmed. But if it wasn't, I know, and I know that there are people that can play that. It's really really fast to do that, um, and so that's it was. It's a fast tempo, and he played it in a fast beat. So at the very end, when you hear that like long like, brrr, that's called a blast beat. And that was not easy to do what he just did.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, he might have, they might have programmed that, but there are human beings out there that can play like that. Oh, it's 50-50. The reason why I say it might have been programmed is because it was
1: so, like, perfectly uh, timed, sure. you know, like, there's sure. no human element there. Yeah. But that's, not, that's also something that, like, somebody that could have played that, and they just, like, locked it to a grid, which is also fine because that's really intense, really, really hard to do. For sure. All right. Well, how about another metal cover? And the more, the better. <laughs> Oh, this is Leo. I love this guy.
3: baby shark baby shark baby shark baby shark mommy shark mommy shark mommy shark mommy shark daddy shark daddy shark daddy shark daddy shark grandma shark grandma shark grandma shark
0: Okay, so Adam, I don't know if you've noticed, but I put these in a certain order on purpose. Uh-huh. They're getting a little more metal each one I play. Yes. Yes. Now, that guy that you just
1: played, he actually has a an incredible collection of metalized songs. I highly recommend His name is
0: Leo Mariccioli. I love him. He is awesome. So that was not nearly as metal as he's capable of. Correct. I like both of those, but I saved the best and most metal for last. Uh, I can't wait to hear this. This is a full-on, about as metal version of any song you could possibly play. All right, let's do it. <laughs> this is for you, Adam. <laughs> I appreciate it. This is for this. you, Tori. And most certainly, because of your request, this is for you, Chris Osborne of Play Comics Podcast. Glory be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah.
3: I was short and I short and I short. short and dead. short short short. short I <imitation> can't <imitation> <imitation> <laughs> say say
1: so the one thing i want to say is that those three versions were incredible and I also want to say that, like, I hate this song. Like, it's not... Even when you put the metal to... It It's very rare for me to say that, like, the line is just so annoying. <laughs> like, this should have stayed in camp, and nobody should have ever made a song about it. You know, where you're like, you're like, you do it as, like, a chant. <laughs> but to put it to music
0: is such a bad idea. I disagree. And those metal versions were amazing. <laughs> I disagree. I, I, <laughs> I think the original one is actually kind of catchy and then the metal versions especially that last one because that last one has
1: like that 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 drop tuning with like real like a jam like a groove
0: that's why i played the last one in full versus just clips of the other ones because to me they went all the way metal with it
1: oh yeah like i said those
0: renditions were glorious and well done yes all right well i hope you enjoyed that chris osborne Don't ever say that we don't follow through on things. (laughs) (laughs) I know I did. (laughs) That was a special treat for Adam, so thanks for that request, Chris. Absolutely, and and I really hope that maybe at next year's Christmas party, some of these things come back up for karaoke. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Oh, interesting, Adam. Yes? I thought we were ready to wrap up because I thought we played all of our hotline messages last week. Yeah, yeah. Actually, while we were doing the show... We got another hotline message. Oh, this is big league, man. On the spot. Yeah, so we're about to check out, but we can't. We've got to play this last hotline message. It's our duty. So here we go. <laughs> and here's our next message.
3: Hey, Gravity Beards.
0: Yes. This is Batman. Whoa, Batman. Yes. I think. And this is how I talk. Of course. I hope.
3: I, mean, I guess it's the way I talk. Since, you know, I'm talking and this is the voice coming out of my throat.
1: Sure. (laughs) But. Still.
3: I don't know. something Something about this anger management is just off. I'm hanging out with a man who thinks he's a crocodile. Huh. Hanging out with a man who thinks he's just so clever. Just keeps walking around asking everybody riddles.
0: Huh. That's weird.
3: Something's just not right here. I need help to make sure I'm okay, because I don't know if I'm okay. And, I mean, it's okay to not be okay, (laughs) not like this. And I've got an inkling of this guy's name. Who? Kane, or Lame, or, I don't know, it's something like that. I can't put my finger on that either, but I think it's important. Anyway, somebody, go find Jason Todd. Who? Tell him to come visit Batman. He'll have no idea what you're talking about, <laughs> but make him get over here. I don't know. We'll get it figured out.
1: Because I'm uh,
0: Batman. Wow. Dude, Batman is in trouble. He's in a rough spot. Somebody needs to send Jason Todd after him. Yeah, so Jason Todd needs to get over there quick. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it sounds like Batman is at Arkham Asylum. Interesting. You might be
0: right. Yeah. Okay.
1: In which case, the city is in great peril.
0: Okay, well, that's a very solemn note to end our meeting on. Yeah, talk about a downer, dude. (laughs) But we we wish Batman the best. (laughs) By that we mean good luck, Batman. (laughs) Hope that works out for you, Batman. (laughs) But we're here if you need anything, Batman. Yes, Adam, you're there, and then I'm here. Right. If he needs anything. If he needs anything, call the hotline and we'll make every effort. Every effort. All right. Well, I was I was going to say this earlier, but now I'm definitely going to say it. Adam, that yes. concludes this week's staff meeting. Damn it.
1: <laughs> yeah. And we didn't we didn't even do more ado, which was the worst part.
0: All right. Well, um, how about some uh, brief credits before we go? Let's do it. I just want to let everybody know, if you didn't already, that the content of these meetings is generated almost entirely by our talented team of interns. If you'd like to contribute to the show, we'd love to have you join the team just search gravity beard interns on facebook that's where we have very serious conversations about the dumbest things ever you can also call us on the hotline if you want that number is 321-46-52180 gravity beard is a proud member of the podfix network to find other great shows consistently creating platinum level content go right now to podfixnetwork.com or search at podfix on twitter you can also find me in another fun show called Life is Messy with the lovely and talented Sarah Stapleton our theme song is Walking the Dog this catchy tune is Above and Beyond both are by Silent Partner and can be found on the YouTube audio library for my dear friend and co-host Lord Saunders I'm your other co-host Toph this meeting is adjourned peace
3: network you can check out more shows like it at oddfixnetwork.com who wants an orange
2: whip orange whip orange whip three orange whips